0: you know what goes good with drinking? Eating. You can't live on beer alone, or at least not for too long anyway. Actually, maybe you can. I'm not a doctor. What I do know is that I wouldn't want to, because sometimes food can bring out the best in beer, and vice versa. On today's show, we'll talk about how to pair beer with your food, make some suggestions, and maybe point you in the right direction to maximize your food experience this holiday season. So come in and have a drink.
1: Welcome to the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer.
2: I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Fraser. And I'm Christopher Walker. Uh. Okay, I know we keep saying we're not going to cover this story forever, but it just—it keeps coming back. It's the a zombie gift that of it. keeps on giving. It really is. <laughs> but uh, back to the Saab Miller, AB Bev buyout. Uh, AB Bev buying out Saab Miller. In the very beginning, we said that this was not going to be allowed to happen, and Miller keep Coors under its stable of brands. And our most recent update is saying that under the terms of the purchase agreement, Molson, Molson Coors will acquire Saab Miller's 50% voting interest and 58% economic interest in Miller Coors. Upon completion of the transaction, Miller Coors will become a wholly owned subsidiary of Molson Coors, and Molson Coors will have full control of the operations and resulting economic benefits of Miller Coors. Under the agreement, Molson Coors will acquire full ownership of the Miller brand portfolio outside of the U.S. and retain the rights to all the brands currently in the Miller Coors portfolio for the U.S. market. So the way I'm reading this, and anyone can write in and correct me if they feel that I'm wrong. I'm just going to say, I'm already confused. Yeah, what it seems like is the exact opposite of what we speculated from Episode 2 when this whole thing started. Because we thought that surely in the U.S. they would not allow this mega company monopoly to stay with all these brands and there would be a massive sellout of, you know, Millard had to dump all these brands that they own in order to let Embed buy them. But what seems have happened is Miller's going to dump all those brands internationally into CORES and then sell the controlling stakes of CORES back to CORES. So CORES will it's the exact opposite in that CORES will own all of Miller's brands internationally, while MBEV will control everything US domestically.
0: I feel like they were listening, and they decided just to just to prove us wrong. They did this out of
2: spite. <laughs> I think so, too. It is very complicated. Uh, we'll try and get the link to this story up there because it is really riddled with legalese. The first, like, two paragraphs of the story is just riddled with the stock exchange logos of everyone, and it is really difficult to read. There's but so the,
0: many parentheses.
2: Yeah, it's a nightmare. But uh, we'll put it up on the website if you want to go check it out. Uh, you can also Google it. You'll find the story everywhere. But moving into some of our first actual news, um, something that we started following recently, uh Kickstarter for the E-Pint Smart Beer Mug. Hmm.
1: Which is hit and miss.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going to be honest. I watched about a minute and 34 seconds of this video, and uh, their little intro video about what this thing does, and I, I don't know why it, it's, why it exists.
2: Yeah. So, no, they even say it in the video. Why make it? Because we can. As far yeah. as Kickstarter videos go, it's on par with how terrible it should be. The video is god-awful. That's the uh, only way to describe it.
1: I, I do like... I mean, they make a point in the video they're trying to get on the internet of things and incorporating beer into that you know why why not make it work because you can integrate very helpful services when it comes to drinking
0: yeah so just, I,
1: I do understand that part yeah we've, we've not it's, even it's,
2: said what this is yet yeah, okay. it's a it's an internet connected light up beer mug yeah. okay so here's here's
0: the problem i'm having with the idea behind these services because if you watch the video they talk a bit about it and how it it'll send you know updates to whatever in their app and you can mm-hmm. you can use the app to play drinking games which okay that that actually looks kind kind of neat like i as it's watching i went you know what this could be the most amazing beer pong setup of all time yeah some of it would look kind of fun like that uh and but like it, they they show you know it updating people who aren't at the party that you drank another beer, and I went that just seems tedious. It's so it's so
1: you, it was kind of letting her know like hey so, just had another one, not quite coming home just yet, but I will you know it's probably like oh I'm gonna need a ride home now when later because, the other thing about it is that it monitors how much alcohol you've had, so much like the drunk mode app that we talked about. Um, the the article that I found. Which I could hardly get through because there were so many ads on the website, but the article point w- brought it up as here's this cool thing basically that helps you drink responsibly. And when it presented it as that, I thought it was a really neat thing.
0: It's just that, that the video on have, Kickstarter is so bad. The article <laughs> may have presented it as that. The yeah. video did not. The video no. was a love letter to binge drinking. Basically. And, it's like well, the that's partier's fine. companion. that's fine and that's that's cool and all i'm just saying like i'm looking at it going i mean yeah it won't help when you're out drinking with people because are you bringing
2: the cup with you when you go to the bar to (laughs) set it down
1: yeah not the bar it definitely did show like just like a house party yeah it shows
2: house parties and uh people having friends over for sporting events because you can get the uh Colors on the lights in it, well, you can change the colors to match with your sporting team and all that kind of thing.
1: And that, like, certain, um, I guess the sporting apps would integrate with that app so that if your team scores, like, if the game is going on and your team scores, the mug will, like, flash the team colors and stuff. Yeah. Um, I did, oh, yeah. so I, I kind of broke it, to, like, okay, so the bad parts here obviously, the Kickstarter video itself is pretty awful as far as Kickstarter videos go. Um, it is kind of a silly idea, and they're probably not going to make their funding in time because they don't they have, have much longer.
0: They have eleven days to go. Yeah. Uh, as of recording, so by the time this is up, you know, just a little over a week probably. Yeah. Uh, and they only have 10217 uh, dollars. So I'm I'm betting they're not going to make their make their goal out
1: of the yeah, fifty thousand dollar goal. Out yeah. of the
2: fifty thousand goal, so they're just over. Yeah. <laughs> They're not close, which is it's, a
1: little unfortunate. I mean, you just—I guess—you don't want to
0: see too many Kickstarter's have that issue, no matter what it's about. But you know, part of me doesn't want to see any Kickstarter fail. Yeah, like, you know, I—I'm neg- i was negative about it when we started talking about it. it it's just not for me. But it, it does look like something that I, you know, I want to exist out there for someone. I want people to be excited and and. I'm
1: sure it. this would kill at frat parties.
2: Oh, and it could be—it could be opened up. It could become so many different things because even in the video, they say they were going to open the API up mm-hmm. so all kinds of different apps could develop for it and bring it in.
1: Well, all So right. that's one of the other good things that I, I had on the list. The, the open API and the fact in the video they talk about um, it integrates with IFT, which is I-F-T-T-T, which is like one of the best services, I swear. If you're not using it, get on board. If you use a bunch of different cloud services or, or whatever, um, it's the most amazing thing. And with that integrating with it, could be very helpful. Like it could automatically send a text message to somebody when you've had so many beers. It could, um, that it could very much integrate with Uber. I think that's one of the um, services now that integrates on Ift. Like it's that that part was a big selling point to me, and the fact that it's on iOS and Android out of the gate.
0: I, um, all I'm saying is, if if I had one of these things, I would be terrified to to put it in the dishwasher because I would think it would cause some kind of explosion. I don't know how.
1: <laughs> yeah, I worry about the the chips in it and whatnot. But I I I did like the it's uh, it's a poly, so it's made of polycarbonate, which is a very I mean the Lumia Microsoft Lumia phones are made of polycarbonate. Like most a lot of cell phones that have plastic on them are polycarbonate plastic. Like they're hardcore. So it's it's a not easily breakable material, which is kind of nice. But yeah, the I worry about the components in it, I guess, being washed. Yeah. Um. Because it says it's waterproof, which you're like, duh, it's a cup. But I think that maybe, maybe they're referring to the components?
2: Yeah, the, meaning they're completely sealed away. So it doesn't I, I would say if so. dishwasher safe. I would actually – I don't care if it said dishwasher safe and I paid what they're asking for these. I would just be hand-washing them to make sure it didn't get ruined. I'm just
0: saying it may cause a nuclear chain reaction in your dishwasher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, the only thing... That's, and that's impossible, sad... and I don't want to have anyone mad and think I'm trying to, to make them not, not right. give them money. the money.
1: The, the sad thing, when I watched the video, I actually got excited. And this is only <laughs> out of the, like, the most ridiculous thing, because it's that time of year for us, but the colors that they have in the video that they keep highlighting are blue and red. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is going to be great for the Legion launch for <laughs> Ford vs. Alliance. Yeah, but, except uh, we no. don't
0: know anyone who'd be using
2: using. No,
1: and we would never use these in a million years. But it, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, I I could think of a lot of instances where it'd probably be cool. I guess for people.
2: We're overlooking the best feature of these mugs, the fact that there is a bottle opener in the bottom of oh, the mugs. That
1: is neat, actually.
2: <laughs> that is like yeah, the greatest the feature.
0: You know where would be a good place for that? Like, like somewhere near like either the, the handle corner or like. You know, somewhere where it's like easily get to, like the the, the bottom just seems cumbersome.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but still, it's it's nice and built but in. Is, yeah, it
0: is built in. So on that end, I'm like, yeah, no. Because if you're I'm at just, a, if, you, if
1: it's for house parties and you're at a friend's house and you're like, where who's got the bottle opener? Where's the you know,
2: like the yeah. thing that happens.
1: And it, I, in well, the video, I, they
2: showcase a few things about it. Like after it lights up when you're taking a drink, and then when you set it down, it like the the colored light shuts off, and then it's just like glowing white. So oh, because it, it was empty. It knows yeah, when it's empty. It knows empty. when you're empty. It's, it changes colors because um, it's, it's like, got an accelerometer in it.
0: Yeah. If it if it like spoke to me when I shut it set it down, that would be that would be a thing that make me start like going like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. This <laughs> is like feed me, put more in. All right. See, I wonder if you could program it to do that. You
2: know. Wait, you know, oh, an yeah. accelerometer? Does that mean you could take it on one of those beer runs?
0: <laughs>
1: that'd be cool
2: it could calculate how much you're chugging versus like how much how you've had you're yeah. going. I'm just saying I also think it'd just be funny to hear hear a mug say to me mug needs beer badly Ah, mug needs beer
1: I want it to be in the voice of the the innkeeper of Hearthstone
2: <laughs>
0: hey, welcome to my <laughs> inn uh, pull up a chair we got we got really deep into video games a bit there, but yeah, uh, it relates. <laughs>
2: All <laughs> so right, nice. well we've awarded we've awarded the e pint entirely too much time. <laughs> no, so we got to check we that it just out. Just
0: enough time. Go
2: go look at it. If you well, want to check that it, out, we'll have the link up, and the link will it, be good for a few more days.
1: Yeah, it required explanation, so
2: yeah. All right, moving on to the next story. This one I have seen absolutely everywhere because it's getting kind of old, but it, it needed to be talked about a little. Uh, the headline is Smuggler, smugglers ingeniously disguise 48,000 beer cans as Pepsi to sneak them into Saudi Arabia. So not sure if everyone's up, but Saudi Arabia – and the United Arab Emirates, not really keen on alcohol. In yeah. fact, it's strictly forbidden. Yeah. I was going to say, so they're not part of our demo? <laughs> no, no, I would imagine not. Oh. I think I mean, it's like a... The article that we found about this is from Maxim, and it's kind of cringeworthy, some of the things in it. The way <laughs> the
1: article's written is pretty bad because it's from Maxim, but yeah.
0: Okay, look, let's not
2: – someone worked hard on this. <laughs> But basically, what the whole story comes down to is there were smugglers who were disguising forty-eight thousand cans of Heineken as Pepsi to sneak them into Saudi Arabia. And if you see the pictures of it, they did a really good job.
1: It's a pretty good. I mean, that looks like a Pepsi can when you don't. When if you want to look at the one like on the far right, you're like, oh, all
0: right. There's there's a picture of of essentially various stages of undress of these cans. As yeah. They, they peel this this Pepsi
2: cover off. Kind yeah, of I honestly don't know how they got caught because it is, like, yeah, like it's good.
0: Off? Somewhere, I, I, I can guarantee you how they got caught looking at how they were packaged because they were in, you know, like the little pallets with plastic around them.
2: One of those had a nick somewhere. I and it probably smelled like to, beer. They yeah, opened up no... the back of the trailer to yeah. inspect and they're like, oh, it smells like beer in here. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah that's true yeah, they just I'm picturing them
0: ripping one open and then saying whatever the Arabic version of Jacuz is
2: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah that's, that's but a weird from story
2: there from how the plastic wrapping that's over the cans is too professionally made, and I have a feeling that this had been going on for quite some time, and that this is just the truckload they finally caught maybe, maybe from
0: maybe they switched to Coke now. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's what normal. tipped them off. If, if Nobody drinks Pepsi.
2: What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I drink Pepsi, but whatever. <laughs> but the article goes on to talk about the draconian laws that they have in uh, Saudi Arabia against alcohol. No, in and general. It, oh, yeah, in general. <laughs> well, but, yeah. but there was a British man who they tried to give 360 lashings uh, for bringing homemade wine into the country, but uh, as you can imagine, the British government stepped in and whisked him away quite quickly. Yeah. So these nationals are probably in a bit of trouble, but hopefully uh, they just get a fine or something, or just a short amount of jail time. Yeah, hopefully it's not too bad. No corporal punishment there would be the best outcome. Yeah, wow. Hopefully Hopefully everything goes well for them, it's all
0: (laughs) up. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit depressed now. We got something that's a little less... Um, yeah. A little less uh, uh, uh soul-crushing.
2: Yeah. Uh, our final story, and what I'd like to consider the main story, uh, came to us at the last second. I was very pleased, because we were having issues finding a good final story. But craft beer icon Sam Calagione, and we discovered... We can just think Chuck Mangione <laughs> to get his name right. <laughs> All in the pre-show, we're like, how do he say his name? We're like, think Chuck Mangione. We're like, oh, Sam Calagione. Oh, okay. But we've talked about him in the past. He's the founder of Delaware-based Dogfish Head, who make the Punkin' Ale and 90-Minute IPA. Uh, Midas Touch. The, the Midas Touch. Uh, the Midas Touch 60-Minute IPA and 90-Minute IPA. Mm-hmm. Those are like their staples, and you can find them almost anywhere but uh yeah he has taken it upon himself to start a new magazine called palette
0: so you mean like like a regular like i could get it like on my kindle or ipad or whatever i would have and read it there
2: right you should be able to um I don't believe it is out yet. I actually checked right after reading the story. I was like, oh, is it... Because they, they referenced the first issue. I was like, oh, is it out? And I got on the Play Store and couldn't find it.
1: Oh, no, it's just it's only in print, it says.
2: Oh, only in print. Oh. Very
1: much a print endeavor. Most of the content will not appear on the Palette website.
2: Mm. Well, that means we are going to need a subscription. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Nah. But the article talks about... Uh, Calgioni is the executive editor of Palette, a new quarterly aimed at people who, in the words of Dogfish Head, uh, the Dogfish Head website, like to think and drink. Mm-hmm. While the magazine is aimed squarely at craft beer lovers, it's not a beer magazine. There'll be plenty about beer, but the subject matter will be wide ranging. Uh, the debut issue, as they're saying, uh, the subtitle says it all. Only interested in everything. Yeah. So I really like the idea about this.
0: I like the idea of of a magazine, although you know, there is that part of me that's like, Oh yeah, no, he's gonna do a print magazine. Does he does he hate money? <laughs>
1: uh, it, it says it's a uh an effort to get people away from their phones and computers. Yeah. Which I, sure, I mean, my eyes are basically burning every day from looking at screens all day. But
2: yeah, yeah, I have a feeling this is something we had talked about before, where they sold a small stake of Dogfish Head to a private investment firm, and it oh. may have been to fund projects like this.
1: Huh.
2: But I think it's a great idea, uh, diversifying, getting out there and doing more things.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. A single issue is fifteen dollars, and a subscription with ads, like a normal subscription, is fifty-five dollars. And it's going to be fifty-five for the year. It just says fifty-five dollars for subscriptions. I'm not sure. I'm it's a quarterly. Yeah, it's quarterly. Right, right, right. So, um, so I'd assume a year. It's going to be available at Whole Foods and Barnes and Noble.
2: We can just pick it up at Whole Foods. <laughs> Who Dang needs a subscription? You just buy theirs. Yeah. Exactly, but yeah, the article I really like it doesn't have anything to do about the magazine, actually, but there's a quote in there about Sam uh it says if craft beer didn't have someone like Sam, it would either have to invent him or it wouldn't be craft beer I mean that's a lot it's a lot to hang on one man's shoulders. There's a lot hanging on his shoulders because I mean, dogfish yeah. head is one of the you know. They're one of the people who are out there and started the current craft brew craze that's going on. I'm
0: just saying I lean more towards the the, someone would have stepped up to do this kind of thing. But that's it. That does not make what he did any less impressive. (laughs) Oh. Hmm?
1: So he's not creating the magazine. He's just the new editor.
2: Yeah, he's... uh... Okay. Yeah, they say that. Not Sorry, right I just on, got to but... the
1: very end of it, and I was like, oh, wait. I don't know. It sounds intriguing. We'd at least get an issue.
2: Yeah, see what it's... I mean, I really want to know m- more in depth what they're going to be talking about in it, because everything's really cloaked as to what's actually going on in it, because I'm sure they're like, oh, you got to buy it to find out. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's available now?
2: I don't believe so. This is the very first I'd heard of it. I'm yeah. sure in the next few months, you'll see it. Yeah. All right, might. so I
1: guess that is it for the news. Uh, so today's topic, food and beer. Mm. Mm. Uh, with Thanksgiving right around the corner, we thought it'd be a good time to talk about beer paired with food and how to properly do that so it actually makes sense and kind of harmonizes together. Um, there are some basic principles behind this. I mean, isn't it and...
0: just to get beer, eat with food? <laughs>
1: One would think, but uh, for example, like a, uh, an IPA doesn't necessarily go with a pie very well, or, you know, you don't want to have a porter with a pizza. So, and we'll learn why that is. There are actually, so com- a lot of uh, wine drinkers will recognize uh, wine sommeliers, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you things that uh, the best food to pair with the best wine. There are beer sommeliers now. It's kind of a thing. And um, beer and food tasting events are getting pretty big, especially in uh, big cities. And with the ridiculous variety of beers out there these days, it it, it makes a lot of sense, especially when comparing it to wine as to...
0: I just think there should be a different title for them other than sommelier. (laughs) because I I associate that so much with, with wine, which is a thing I don't drink.
2: Yeah.
1: But so, as far as pairing the, the beer with the food, there are three basic principles to do this. Balancing the weights, comparing and contrasting the components, and bridging the flavors.
2: Uh, balancing the weights is referring to you need to mirror the body of the beer with that of the food. So, darker, more robust beers such as stouts and porters are going pair, to pair really well with richer foods uh-huh. like roasted meats, barbecue, or chili. So it's ah. it's mm, chilly.
0: So it's not it's not like I, I just I put out a scale and I make sure I eat the
2: exact same amount that I drink. <laughs> I mean that so would that, be ideal for some of us. That could be a thing, yeah. But they're also saying more delicate beers like a pilsner or a Kolsch tend to pair well with lighter foods like lean poultry, salads, or seafood. And you kind of, when you think about it, yeah, that makes a lot of sense but they have a nice little chart here and how they're breaking it down is you don't want to pair something like a pilsner with ribs because ribs are really rich food. There's a lot going on, really complex flavors, and it's going to completely overpower a pilsner because a pilsner isn't that strong of a flavor. I mean, there are things going on with it, don't get me wrong, but the ribs are just going to knock it out.
0: Just just going (laughs) to knock it over, take its lunch money?
2: Exactly. But what would go good with... Ribs would be something like a stout, probably a porter as well, because they're pretty close. I mean, they're both really rich flavors. They're going to stand out on their own on your palate. Uh, A Pilsner would actually go with something like a spring roll. Seems like it would be a very reliable pairing. And they picked two beers to compare to everything in here. So
0: they're just saying, like, stouts wouldn't go well with spring rolls.
2: Yeah, stout, because a spring roll is a real light flavor, and the stout would just obliterate it on your tongue. It yeah. would just... <laughs> I I could
0: see not getting the flavor out of the Pilsner for ribs, but I can totally see not being able to taste the spring roll because of what you're drinking.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. if you would eat the, take a bite of the spring roll and then take a drink of your stout, and you would not taste the spring roll at all, which I've had similar things happen to me before when I'm drinking a really strong beer and not eating something that's really heavy or got a lot of flavor to it, and then afterwards, there's nothing on your tongue. All you taste is the beer. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we can also uh, look at comparing and contrasting the components. Uh, So the idea behind this is understand how the common ingredients used to produce beer will contribute to different sensations and tastes uh, that'll give you some kind of either harmony... Or you know, complementary or contrasting uh, elements in your beer or food pairing. For example, like if you get say a very sweet beer, like something that has a, like a lot of sweetness coming out of the malts, you might want to try that with something uh, that's. If you want to do a contrasting taste to see, you know, kind of bring bring the uh, each other out to notice them more. Maybe try something with like a sweet or a kind of acidic kind of area, maybe bitter or whatever if you want to try to complement the flavor maybe you get it uh, you know just to get more more of that sweetness then find something you know nice and sweet you know something kind of sugary or whatever and i think that's the idea behind that is you want to find a balance when you're trying to do these yeah you know, this is this this part would be more like experimentation what what works what doesn't because taste is a little bit subjective what tastes good to me might not taste good to you so maybe you want something you you want contrasting flavors you want to you want to throw in some Trying to give a nice sweet beer off the top of my head, and I'm drawing a blank.
2: Yeah, I don't drink a well, lot of sweet be. beer, So well,
1: as far as if you want to, I, yeah, I know that a complimenting flavor would be um, like when we went to the beer and um, chocolate tasting. Oh the, yeah. Like the raspberry lambic, compared um, like with the dark or, chocolate.
0: Yeah, or lambic, yeah. Or you know, maybe you want to do something like you know, get a very hoppy, you know, IPA, and then try it with something sweet, just to just to see how that feels in your mouth, see what. Mm-hmm. You know, See if that's good, or you, know, you could try it with something bitter. The chart here that we have doesn't really have any complementary components listed there.
2: Yeah, the chart seems to be breaking it down, as in when, you, when you've when you got a beer picked, kind of think about what it is, where the flavors are coming from, and that'll help kind of guide you into what you're pairing it with. Yeah.
0: Like, that's the, the, the main goal when you're doing this, though, is to, to think about the beer that you're getting, what's the most – noticeable aspect of it what you know do you taste any sweetness is it more bitter uh some beers are spicy there's a couple of like uh mm-hmm. you know jalapeno flavored i think i've had a jalapeno flavored pale ale before which better than i would think like my brain <laughs> would just says none of those things go together uh, my taste buds went you were wrong sir <laughs> well,
1: and even spicy in another sense like if it's um seasonal spices yeah, yeah they oh, could be yeah. pretty strong
0: so yeah that's that's kind of the idea behind doing trying to to look at the components for what, for what it is. All
1: right and then um finally bridging the flavors. This is also another chart we're going to link to this um it's a life hacker article and it's a big infographic chart. This suggests bridging ingredients in the food with aromas and flavors in the beer and this enhances the flavors in both. So the example the chart gives which, by the way, looks delicious, all these examples. Yeah. Uh, the one that stands out to me, or one of them, I guess, is the, uh, the Belgian-style saison. The, so, the bridging flavor would be, it's got quite a few listed here, but like common ones would probably be uh, oregano, mint, lemongrass, um, coriander. And the example food is white fish with lemon and dill. Which makes a lot of sense. I mean, you're going to see... I mean, well, like, like cod uh, with lemon. You're th- now you can think, well, Belgian saison. Like, there's a lot of different saisons out there, but...
0: Um, well, like that that would we'll,
1: actually we'll, be really good.
0: Yeah, one of the, the bridging flavors is dill, and so you continue that on when you get to your your white fish with you know, seasoned with some lemon and dill. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the lemongrass, too. So, I mean... Yeah. Like, I'm... I, I think listed in that that chart as well, I think you you say or no, it's uh for like the American pale ale they mentioned rosemary pine spruce, and juniper are bridging flavors examples to get you to like you know rosemary dusted creamed chicken sounds awesome, yeah, and there's there's some there's some that have like you know I can picture drinking like a uh a sati or something, you know, find something that's got like a nice. Other juniper flavor to it, and just carry mm. that carry that all the way through,
1: yeah um, and then of course in the in the chart it goes from you know from light to dark on um the beer and food, so the other one that looks delicious is uh another Belgian style, which you know it's it, that's a lot of they just have a lot of good <laughs> a lot of good styles but bacon never... wrapped date and uh that's paired with a Belgian style dark ale, which with the bridging flavor being dates. Um, or other kind of dried fruit.
2: Yeah. Okay. I don't know. The bottom one on that is I love <laughs> that a milk stout the cake. leading to a double chocolate cake. I wonder what's the bridging there. Yeah. Chocolate, truffle, yeah. <laughs> cocoa, cocoa. Yeah. And
1: this is oh, yeah. a pairing tip: is to follow your nose. You can I mean, find bridging know. flavors
0: through aromas. Are you telling me I can I can bridge through Fruit Loops? <laughs> <It's a laughs> follow similar. your nose. Ah. <laughs> Kids stealing all. Every kid was stealing someone's <laughs> breakfast cereal. It's, it was always bothering me as a child. <laughs> um.
1: So the the point of this whole the the principles and the whole ch- the, all the charts is basically to find a harmony in what you're pairing, and it, it just kind of shows how complex beer is now. Yeah. Um, and
0: it's got a lot of different flavors to, you know. They they took a lot of time throwing a lot of stuff in there to to find a good sort of flavor palette, a uh, good flavor palette for the uh, for the beer, and mm-hmm. you know, you want to take your time and pick some food that'll help accentuate that. Yeah. I mean it's fine on its own, but you know if you drink too much beer just by itself, you're <laughs> you get a lot drunker a lot faster than you would if you were you know, eating. Yes.
1: Um, so the other
0: less sick. Than... <laughs> yeah,
1: really. uh, the other um, big takeaway, uh, really researching any of this, is that generally you pretty much want to pair light dishes with light beer. And not to say light beer, but, you know, like a lighter-bodied a lighter a lighter-bodied beer. So that would be lagers, pilsners, wheat beers. Um, and then as you go down to the heavier dishes, the beer also gets darker. So heavy dish, heavy beer. So a heavy bodied beer could be stouts, porters, barley wines, and then the middle stuff would be ales, IPAs, um, and we'll get into some more um, some good examples for the holiday season later on.
0: Yeah, it, uh, you know, I think a good place to to get your head around some of this if you are like a kind of a you know wine drinker, maybe you're coming into beer. Try something like doing, you know, think about how you pair your, your wines with things. You know, like, you want to put, like, I think is it fish with white wine? I think so. And so you would want to pair, like, you know, lighter beers into that area. Or, you know, I guess people drink red wine with steak. <laughs> like some kind of Chardonnay yeah. or something. And so you'd, you'd want to put in, like, a porter or a stout with steak. I mean... Personally, I could probably do a, a stout with anything, but I I would get how that would over, over flap, you know, overpower yeah. the taste of fish.
1: Yeah, a stout <laughs> with like a Caesar salad probably not so much. Um, Look,
0: you you watch it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, it, the we found an article that gave a really good example of this. I, I I don't drink a lot of wine, but I do like the darker kind of drier reds. Um, so the Cabernet Sauvignon and the malbec and it, those compared to the heavy body beers like the stouts and porters and barley wines so much like the food chart was showing us when you get start getting into like you know the steaks and the 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 crazy the rich meats you're going to look for those heavier beers
2: yeah another thing to keep in mind is going to be the texture and the article is also talking about the timing but textures are a real interpretive thing some people are going to find different textures very pleasing especially coming together in different ways but what they were talking about in the article are about how things like bubbles can cut fried and fatty foods up a lot more in your mouth so what they were talking about with this is saying you want to go with a more carbonized beer when you're eating uh like rich greasy foods like pizza and when we were researching this, and I, as soon as I read that, just that sentence, I was just like, mm, pizza. Pizza, man.
0: <laughs> Nothing. I, I, I hear that, and I'm just like, yeah, no, pizza and beer. That's the, that's the staple.
2: Yeah. Uh, we ended up getting sushi, but I, the whole time to go get sushi, I was just like, but pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
0: pizza. <laughs>
2: but yeah, uh, they're saying it's a greasy match made in heaven and requires something that will stand up to the acids in the tomato and cut through the fatty cheese, but not overwhelm the dish. They're saying uh, L's, Pilsners, and Lagers are your best bet with pizza. That's, and I have to agree. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: actually really, that's accurate. Uh, I, back in, I don't know, I had to have been just turned 21 or something, I tried drinking pizza with stout, and all I could taste was the stout. Uh, which, I mean, uh, yeah. wasn't the worst thing in the world, but I got pizza for a reason. Uh, yeah there's another thing that we should probably bring up. Be careful about just matching beer to region, for example, just because you're eating Mexican food doesn't mean you need to buy a corona. <laughs> Not saying there's anything wrong with corona. I'm just saying you know you get some like you know um steak fajitas or something. maybe you wanna taste that steak yeah
2: uh Dan, yeah, you have to be careful because some of the brands that you may associate with being. From certain regions, probably actually aren't, and are probably brewed in the U.S. or Canada anyway. There's also
0: a thing here about uh, experts advocate drinking stronger and fruitier flavors when dining with spicy fare, uh, like ales, hefeweizens, and wheat beers. I mean, no matter what you're drinking, something nice and cold is going to feel good against something hot. Uh, it may not make it less spicy, but the fruitiness—I think it's not a thing I've tried. Or not intentionally tried, anyway. I'm pretty sure I've had a half of ice with Mexican though.
1: Yeah, that kind of makes a little bit of sense. It's well, and it kind of like what that the lifehacker chart was referring to, as far as um, I think it was the the con- complementing flavors. So if you go half of ice kind of a lighter, a lighter yeah. style, and it's got a it's got kind of a sweetness to it, 'cause some of them have like that banana kind of aftertaste. Mm. It's, um, so that'd be interesting, I think, to try with, like, Mexican food or Indian food or something.
0: Some of the uh, some of the stuff here, uh, we found an article, was it from Epicurious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's got a couple suggestions for just styles of beer you may want to pair with food. You know, like, ales they suggest with burgers, buffalo wings, Asian food, Mexican food. Kind of your, you know, with pizzas and some of that. You know, the fattier things, I guess, with the idea of trying to... to you know, I guess keep some of the flavor for everything and to uh, I guess what was the thing, you know, the stuff with the bubbles. <laughs>
1: yeah, like doubt, a good ale to go with if you're yeah. just going that's why you probably see a lot of um you see more ales around like sports season when you have like wings and you know cheese sticks and things like that. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense.
0: But, yeah, they have stuff like uh I think like Bach beer like they wanted to pair with like Cajun food, jerk chicken hmm. sausage. And I can see pairing Bach beer with sausage. That
2: <laughs> Yeah, that, that that seems like that's one of those things, like there's a reason you're picturing a beer and sausage. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, in that same chart, they're also saying a lager is going to pair well with uh, shellfish and light seafoods, like sushi, and yeah. I would have wanted to consider a lager with dinner.
1: Oh, and then it also suggests lagers with uh, Mexican food. So
0: I think because it's, it's, you know, lagers and ales, share some some similarities. Yeah. You know, like, for the same reason that they also suggest using Pilsners with Mexican food, because, again, these are some of the... the,
1: Because they're in a lighter category. They're in that
0: lighter flavor profile category. Yeah, I would say the lager
1: is probably a uh, light to medium, where in the Pilsners, definitely light, but...
0: Like, like they're saying, like, porters and stouts with, like, barbecue and
1: Porter with smoked sausage or smoked food.
2: Stout pair with roasted foods or smoked foods.
0: Mm. I want. I really want to do a comparison one time about the percentage of this show that is just us going. Mm, <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: Clearly, we hype? need to have food with us when we're doing our drinking.
0: No, we shouldn't be eating while trying to talk. That's rude. No. <laughs> It'd
1: be the worst podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's oh, oh god. god, the steak.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: So oh so the oh, that's interesting. It also um, throws sushi down at the bottom too with uh, wheat beers and half of Yeah yeah.
0: So that that's kind of to go, interesting too. Yeah that seems to go with the vein of some of what we've been what we've been discussing. Um, oh
1: that makes sense because then if you could, if you do the complimentary thing. Yeah. And paired with some uh, citrus flavored dishes, it says to do with a half of
0: That makes mm, a lot of sense. Yeah. Sorry again just keep going. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple other things you might want to look up if you know you're feeling like you're in a, you know, you're out, getting ready to go, order a drink with, you know, what you're trying to think of for dinner. And you're like, oh, what should I get? Uh, a couple, couple decent guides and charts to look for. Uh, there's one from Beer Advocate and then one from Sam Adams. We'll have them up in the show notes as well, I believe. Right.
2: Mhm. Oh yeah, they're real good for you know. On the go, on the spot, you're like, oh, this is, when you're presented with one or the other, like, I have this food that I'm, that I'm going to order, what drink should I take with it? Or you're like, I oh, already ordered a beer, what food should I get with it? And there's some quick on-the-fly charts that'll help you. The Sam Adams one is obviously going to be pairing you with only Sam Adams beers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's kind of good because a lot of them are going to be available at pretty much every restaurant you could be yeah. at. And, no. but,
1: and then they also give the flavor profile, so if you did want
0: to try to compare that to some other beer, that would make sense.
2: Right. Now,
0: this is not to say that you, you know, we're just putting this out there as options when you want to get something to, to, to drink with dinner. You know, you don't have to... You get what you want. You follow your heart.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, it's what you like. If you... If you're now, if you're just like, I don't know, I really like stout with pizza, then you yeah, go for yeah. it. Whatever. You could be
2: like, oh, there's just something about the dairy and the cheese that goes well with something in the malt. It, <laughs> then that's that's you. We're all like, like the chemicals in your tongue are co- going to be interpreted completely different, and it's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. no.
0: But those are yeah. At the very least, though, if you want to try out some of these things, just just pull up these uh, pull a couple of these links and just kind of save them to your phone next time you go out and go, yeah, okay, let's try it. Be adventurous. It's (laughs) Yes. I'm saying be yourself, but also try new things. Stick to what you know, but branch out.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: (sighs) We've also got some Thanksgiving beer pairings just in time for the holidays. Celebrate. Yeah, they're starting it off like your main course, your turkey seems like these are just it's just a quick list off something yeah. to think about I'm just uh, saying
0: I want a thanksgiving meal with each of the meals like a whole like ridiculous portion of stuff with a beer for each one
1: Yeah so you just want that like the little gla- little tasting glass with each one I'm, of
2: them
0: I'm saying at the end of this meal I want to feel like the the guy at the french restaurant
2: in the meaning of life movie Oh <laughs> Or you could go another way with it. We shared a video uh, on Twitter and on our Facebook of a guy who brewed a beer out of an entire Thanksgiving dinner, starting with a turkey carcass.
0: I mean, that man is a hero.
2: Yes. I mean, he was just, like, cranberry, stuffing, a turkey. I mean, it's it's all in there. And if you want to go watch them beginning to end with this, uh, they say the flavor as it came out was very smoky. <laughs> Yeah, I would imagine.
0: But yeah, but, some of the pairings we got here did
2: we? Oh, we've not started yet? into it. Uh, with turkey, you're gonna what would pair really well would be a saison. Yeah,
0: I can get behind that.
2: <laughs> Stuffing, uh, you're looking at uh Czech Pilsner, or just a Pilsner in general. And I mean, if you can if you have to settle for I not thought, a Czech Pils- Czech Pilsner,
1: yeah, the Czech Pilsner is listed on just about everything, and I'm like, what oh, is this? It's Why it's haven't a... I had one?
2: You've not had a Czech Pilsner?
1: Apparently not.
2: Oh, you I mean, have. You just you do not paying know. attention to it at the time. No,
0: like, they're they're good. I like them. Like, I'd, again, it's one of those things you like from a different end of the spectrums. I love stouts, but, yeah, no, bring me that Czech Pilsner.
1: Yeah, Pilsner's <laughs> good guys,
0: sometimes. Those guys know how to make it.
1: Mashed potatoes and gravy with an English brown ale. And it recommends Samuel Smith because Samuel Smith. Um,
0: <laughs> because reasons.
1: Because, yeah, because Samuel Smith is delicious.
0: Uh, they recommended green bean casserole with American pale ale. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of green bean casseroles.
2: Yeah, we totally don't make it at all at our house. That's, that seems like a course that here we could just skip. <laughs> We're just like green bean casserole and American pale ale. Yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of we'll skip the green bean casserole. Well, what about the ham and the white and the Weizenbuck? No, that sounds just fine. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Like I really want to try that. We don't.
1: I guess some people could do. See, and, and everybody's holidays are very different with what they make. We we do two different kinds of turkey, like two cooked two different ways. Oh. Um, and we, we, we do ham at Christmas, though. So I might try the Weizenbach at Christmas. Maybe my
0: family's just unhealthy, but we do ham at any time we have a big
2: holiday See, gathering. that's my family, and the ham is always gray. We're pretty sure they've had the same ham <laughs> since, like, 1988, and they just keep pulling it back out every year because I swear it's gray. Everyone just looks at it and that. pokes it. Everyone's like, "No, no thanks. I don't want any ham this year. <laughs> not this time." <laughs> and we don't see. We don't do cranberry sauce either. I, that that sounds like blasphemy to
0: a lot of people, but I'm in the same boat. I actually.
1: Yeah,
2: we don't either.
0: But I'm,
1: I'm not against cranberries. I think I'd eat it too. That would be really good with I the tried. turkey. But...
0: I'm 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 trying to backtrack in my brain through all the years of Thanksgiving and I'm going, have I ever actually sat down to eat cranberries at any No. <laughs> I don't think so. All right guys, <laughs> I've declaration. I'm going to try it this time. I and at the very least I got no. All right, just put a little bit on that plate, whatever. And
1: so, like legitimately, it, so it says to pair an IPA with cranberry sauce. I think that would actually be pretty good.
2: Yeah, that seems like I mean Going back into what we were talking about, those flavors are going to, I don't know, they're going to complement and contrast each other at the same time. Well, like, like the, could... hop,
1: the bitter hops is a different kind of bitter than the bitter tartness of cranberries. Yeah. So
0: I, I think that could go pretty well. What, what actually, the more I'm looking at this, the more to make it feel like we're not trying to kill ourselves with multiple <laughs> courses of meal. I'm just thinking, like, a you know, regular Thanksgiving dinner, but instead of having a... Uh, uh, having just a tall glass of beer, just getting some flights, get some small the yeah. the, the ski, glasses you know yeah. Like, yeah, like the big ski paddles and...
2: yeah <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, they're also saying sweet potatoes. you might take a Belgian double with your uh, with okay. your yams
0: because that's what sweet potatoes are, yeah, oh no, but they they're at, they're suggesting the Belgian uh, Belgian triple with turducken. they're turducken. I've mm. never had turducken, but yeah, I mean, outside of it, kind of sounding like an E. coli nightmare. Uh, yeah. I I do want one.
1: Like I want not... to, yeah, I want to just try one. <laughs> we used to have a friend who that that's what they did for um for Thanksgiving. Um, she said that they they always did turducken, like every every. I think they even did it for Christmas too. Wow. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
2: Well, let's start rounding this uh this meal off and yeah, dessert. Pumpkin pie, so you can go ahead and guess where they're going with this. But a pumpkin pie, a Belgian strong dark ale.
0: Yeah, that I can see that. You don't want to do a pumpkin beer. That's too much pumpkin. Yeah, that, you unless
1: to... you're just that that guy, you know. Yeah, that would overdo it.
0: Are Are you that guy, Brittany? I don't know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like waiting for her to go. Yes.
1: <laughs> I I don't think I'd go nuts with, especially since some. Depends on where you get the pumpkin pie from. Like if you mm. if you don't make it, because we totally don't. Um, <laughs> but it it you know some of them are kind of intense with the amount of spices they put in there. Yeah. But I don't. I think that would be a little much. Huh. I, I guess maybe if I did a pumpkin porter, I don't know. But I'd probably try the dark ale first.
0: <laughs> what about pecan, pecan
2: pie with a uh, with a Russian imperial stout? That's, that's my jam right there. That's to what I'm. I'm already going. No, that's what we're. That's how we're ending it this Thanksgiving. I, I'll have to go and get a Russian Imperial Stout to have with my dessert, and then I'm just gonna fall on the couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> once, once the alcohol and the itis takes over and you just
1: <laughs>
0: basically, Slowly I have to try rocks that. rocks
2: me to sleep.
1: That's gotta be amazing
0: though. Man, this meal doesn't sound like it would slowly rock me to sleep. It sounds like it would punch me in the face and <laughs> knock me onto the couch unconscious. <laughs> yes. just bang, I finish, I burp, and then I fall over, and they have to send me to the hospital. Just like, oh god, he won't wake up. He slept into a food coma, ma'am.
2: That's <laughs> Thanksgiving. Speaking of the <laughs> itis, the, Brittany's got a different kind of itis right now. Bronchitis. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if
1: anyone's wondering why my voice sounds kinda jacked, uh it's because I'm still sick. Though yeah. I'm drinking I did look it up and I'm only having the one beer and this is the first bit of alcohol I've had two weeks. Um Two weeks. I know two weeks. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I so that that's what's up with that. Um I I'm I'm in the home stretch though. So Thursday's my last day of antibiotics. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Woo.
2: We've also got another article here that's going to, it's four coffee beers to pair with your holiday pie.
1: Yeah, well, we're on the topic of dessert before
2: this, so yeah.
0: Dessert's that thing that keeps me from turkey. I don't know.
2: I'm more of a main course kind of guy, but when I opened this up and immediately saw the stone coffee milk stout, I was like, oh? <laughs>
0: I hadn't opened up the article until just now and then I looked down and saw a stone brewing company milk stout and I went, Okay, never mind. I take back what I said. I was a fool. Uh, <laughs> I, I recant really. my previous testimony. Throw me in jail. Whatever. And there's Give like a to me.
2: coffee cup turned over with coffee beans spilled out and you're just like, oh, yeah. And I've I been have, looking at it, the coffee milk stuff. Oh I've God. been looking at it. At, we've gone to the store. Every time we've been in the store and I, it'll be staring at me and I'm like, oh, I can't justify getting it yet. <laughs>
1: So, just a quick rundown. The the four beers it talked about are S- Stone Brewings, uh, Milk Stout. Mm-hmm. It just says Milk Stout, but it, it's brewed with coffee beans, so it's kind of a coffee milk stout. I don't know how to say this. Ninkoski? No. Ninkoski Brewing Company? Noir? Um, I've never heard of this. But it's, I haven't either,
0: but it's 7.5% alcohol. And yeah. It's brewed with coffee around. again? Brewed, brewed and coffee. It's milk. a
1: little bigger and bolder than the stone milk stout. It says so. Wow. Oh,
0: it's it's got more hair
1: on its chest. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the addition of cold brewed coffee from Portland, hmm. uh, that'd be interesting. Uh, and it suggests with a pumpkin or the pe- pecan pie as well. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, you can find it at Whole Foods too. Clearly, we just need to make a run to Whole Foods. Yeah, uh, that's what's going on.
2: Uh, next up looks like Eagle Rock Brewery Stimulus. I never heard of this, but uh it, looks like it's from LA. Is it made with yeah. meth instead of coffee is that what you're trying to tell me?
0: <laughs> Stimulus. No, wake up.
1: Combining uh coffee with a sparkling Belgian style amber ale. Oh. Mm. Okay. That's no. intriguing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I don't know if I, in my head I don't know if I'll like it, but I I'm, I'm curious enough to try. Let's do this. <laughs>
1: Um, 20, it's a 22-ounce bottle, so one, of course, we you know, one of the big, tall, Whew. specialty ones. Much drier than a milk stout, and an addition of fruity, spicy yeast, mm. um, mixed with the floral and citrusy coffee. Mm. It says to pair it with apple pie, or apple pie a la mode.
0: Yes. Yeah, no, I'm just picturing my grandmother's old ma- apple pie right now, going like, mm. she would be mad if I drank beer along with that, but. That would make a good pie.
2: Yeah, damn, that's good. <laughs> damn um, fine apple pie. <laughs> damn fine.
1: Uh, finally, the Alesmith Speedway Stout, which I have also never... Like, Stone is the only one on here I've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: think some of these aren't... They may not be. ...nationally distributed yet.
0: That's When they mentioned the one from Portland, I went, I bet you're, you may not be on my coast. Yeah. Oh, like, these
2: last two are definitely... I guess the one from Port. Most of these are West Coast, so yeah, this one's San Diego, so we've not heard of them.
1: Um, (laughs) Also infused, so they're all brewed with coffee, basically different kinds of coffee, and there are different kinds of pies that it suggests pairing them with. So that's awesome, and I think everybody should just try this year. If you if you're scared of, or if you don't want to have like to create your own six-pack of of holiday pairings for the entire meal and just, like, (laughs) plow through these beers. I think what I'm going to do is, if we have time to, like, buy something before we go, uh, well, we're bringing our locally made cream ale here. Mm. So we're going to bring that in. And I think the cream ale could go well with uh, the main course and then definitely a stout of some kind or porter for dessert.
0: Yeah, sounds good.
1: I'd kind of right. like to bring an IPA, but it requires <laughs> buying something else before we go home.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like we've already started into this next thing here, but why don't we get into what we're drinking?
1: Drink
0: with me, friend.
2: Uh, well, we had not really talked about what we're drinking
1: currently, but... um. You talked yeah. about
0: your, your, that you are drinking for the first time in a little bit. So. That's
1: true, that's true. Um, sorry, I'm also still just like, what? Uh, okay, so we've actually had this for uh, a little bit now, and surprisingly we haven't gone through the whole pack. I'm, I'm kind of... The hunt was something. on
2: after we broke the news story.
1: Yeah, so this is the beer from the news story about New Belgium pairing with Ben & Jerry's for a special seasonal one-off beer that's going to end after the holiday season. Um, and now it's everywhere. I swear, ever since we did the story, it's just all over the place. We've seen it on end caps in, like, five different stores.
0: They so it's us. the... Huh? They heard us. They, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. They, they heard did. our demand. It's like we we put out the episode and then suddenly, bam. Um, so it's a, it's a brown ale, and it's the salted caramel brownie brown ale. The ice cream was amazing. We found the ice cream first. There was, like, two pints left at the grocery store, so we totally bought both of those. <laughs> did gone. you have to
0: fight someone for them?
1: <laughs> no. They were, they were like, hidden, though, to be fair. They were back in the back hidden. Yeah. And like so we we looked, had to look
0: for it. Someone hid those, and <laughs> ma- it pro- was probably mad you found them.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, because I don't think I've even seen the ice cream again. Um, But, yeah, the beer is everywhere now. So the the beer is delicious. I, it You can definitely taste... The brownie, it's the brownie's is kind of like an aftertaste, and then um, the salted caramel is definitely like up front, and it's it's everything that you wanted it to be. Like, I will really give the to... warning
2: because my first thought was like, there's an ice cream and a beer. I was like, no, we're doing a beer float. That's happening, and okay. I did a small small portion because I was like, oh, this is gonna be, you know, it's gonna curdle. It's gonna be kind of gross. I don't know if you've ever tried to make uh, too big of a car bomb, and it just kind of curdles, and then after a few drinks you're like, oh no, we're done with that. I had a feeling this was going to go that way, so I did a small one. Those first two or three sips were heaven. I mean, everything was just blending beautifully together. And then that fourth or fifth sip, it was, okay, we're dumping this out.
1: Then it was the the thickened liquid (laughs) from from Nertacular. Um, Thickened liquid. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, the final thing about this beer, sorry, uh, it's 6.25% ABV. Mm. So pretty yeah. pretty um, average, I guess, yeah. ABV-wise. But yeah, it, it's delicious. I highly recommend Like, if you can find it right now, go grab some before it's gone. Because after the holiday season, it's just gone.
0: All right. Well, uh, I'm drinking uh, something from uh, Goodwood Brewing called, called the Louisville Lager. Lager aged in uh, on white ash, apparently. Hmm. Uh, We've you know, seen
2: think... this, too, at the store, and I think we actually have a bottle to try at some point in the fridge. Yeah, but I was stout. really curious about it. I, I was talking to Brittany about it. I think you guys have the stout.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. I I grabbed the, I grabbed the lager. It was part of one of my, my create-your-own-six-pack sort of things. And at first, it was just kind of just... Just a lager didn't have a whole lot going on, but the longer I've been drinking on it the more the more I'm getting some of that some of that you know wood ash flavor in there and i'm I'm liking it huh. like it's it's not the greatest beer I've ever had in the world, but you know what it's it's not bad it's it's pretty good though i do i do say like yo, give it a shot if you find it uh obviously it's a lager uh and it's a, only like four point two percent alcohol, so it's you know pretty light. Pretty light, but it's it's fairly tasty. I will say though, when I opened this bottle, it was like someone dropped pop rocks into this thing. It just kept trying to <laughs> foam out. But yeah, no. It, okay, so and then for for those
1: outside of our uh, general region here, we're saying Louisville. <laughs> Some people will say Louisville
2: or Louisville. It's they Louisville. They wrong. Louisville. Okay. <laughs>
1: You have to say it wrong like the Kentuckians do. Um, we're not saying that we're saying it the correct way. We're saying it the correct way for Kentuckians.
2: If <laughs> you whole... come to Kentucky and say Louisville or Louisville or Appalachian, no one's going to know what the hell you're talking about. You're going
1: to be looked at like a crack addict. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, yes, it, the, the city was named after King Louis. Correct. We do not say that. It is Louisville. <laughs> it's as if there were more syllables and letters involved. Less
2: um, movement of the tongue, just, Louisville. <laughs> just, just let it roll over there.
0: Just, yeah. just <laughs> power through that word.
1: But, so the downside is it's pretty. It's another one of those localized things. So I don't know how widely spread it is right now. But if you're in the, I would, I, it's, it's up here too. So I would say if you're in uh, Kentucky or um, the right. greater Cincinnati area, you'd probably be able to find it. Maybe even like um, west and east of Kentucky.
2: Yeah. All right, and I was stalling for time because I can't find any of the pertinent information on my bottle. But I am drinking a Samuel Smith Oatmeal Stout. It is obviously a stout. Um, it's if you go to some stores where they're going to put like staff picks and things up front. If you're just going in browsing, it is usually that's where I found it. I'd heard a lot about it. I'd seen it before. Oh, because oatmeal stouts, I'd never really been into them, and then I finally had the founder's breakfast stout, and I was like, no, no, oatmeal stouts, that needs to be a thing from now on for me. Mm -hmm. But it is an import Uh, that was really big during the import craze of, like, the past 10, 15 years that we were going through that's just now kind of fading out, and it is delicious. I love it, and I have looked over this bottle several times, and I can't get an ABV or anything.
0: Can't get any information into it. It's it's inscrutable. It's
1: <laughs> uh oh crap oh it's five percent.
2: Okay, I say it's very British. You can't understand a damn thing it says.
1: Um, it's I found on on Beer Advocate, so it's got it's five percent ABV. Okay.
0: Woo-hoo. All right. Uh, any any I guess you guys have mentioned a little bit of your special drinking plans for for Thanksgiving.
2: Oh, yeah, actually, uh, as Brittany was saying, our local brewery, who we frequent their tap room, uh, finally, in the last week, started canning their uh, golden cream ale, it's called Storm. We picked up a six-pack, and we were thinking we'd take that home so some of our families could try it, because it's within walking distance of us, and it's a little lighter. We figured it'd be a nice way to start the meal. And plans are starting to lean towards with every course. let's get a different beer, and we'll start lighter and start tracking in darker and darker until we hit dessert with like a porter or a stout
1: yeah, and so we also got the um for some reason out right now they're they're pretty they're they're like everywhere, I don't know why that is, but um two more of the Game of Thrones themed um beers are out. And we got two of those. We got the uh, Take the Black Stout.
0: I have seen those, yeah.
1: And um, I can't remember the other name of the other one, but it's a it's a blonde ale. Oh, it's
2: the uh, Iron Throne.
1: Iron Throne Blonde Ale, yeah. Um, so those might be good to pair with stuff too. Like the I'm I'm very intrigued about that stout. Like that could be good with um, the pumpkin pie probably.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just sitting here in my head, just going. And I
1: think I'm going to look for, I'm definitely going to look for some more of that stuff because we're getting an apple pie to take home for Thanksgiving um, from Whole Foods because they're doing this big, like, order your whole Thanksgiving meal here and just, like, pick it up. Um, but so we're bringing the pie home and I will check to see if palette is available. Is it palette? Is that what it's called? Yeah, palette. Um, The the magazine. The magazine. I'll see if that's available yet. And if nothing else, I can also see if any of those beers we talked about are there.
0: I kind of want to, like, while we're all kind of like back back in the same general neck of the woods, just get my mom to make an extra apple pie and just drop it off. Like, no, you have to have this. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately, it wouldn't survive any drive with me because I would just be sitting there trying to eat it while
2: driving. (laughs) Five minutes would pass and you'd be like, well, has been a while since I've eaten. It's been eight <laughs> minutes. It has been oh. Uh
0: no, uh unlike you guys, I will not be I will not be drinking on Thanksgiving Day. Uh my family is a bit dry. Uh, so also there's a whole lot of children, like six and under, eight and under. I I guarantee you one of them would pick it up by mistake and just start drinking. Ooh,
1: that'd be a bad time now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like I'm just like no I there there I have so like all of my cousins have kids now like there's it's not safe but I'll I'll find time after after to to enjoy some some Thanksgiving beer
2: pairings maybe that's what the leftovers were le- for I said yeah. some leftovers
1: that's what that's what that's about um yeah all right and well
2: i believe this will lead into our next segment the feedback yes.
1: uh okay so we got two awesome emails on, the, on this last episode, but we don't actually have any feedback since that episode. I mean, but that's fine. This, yeah, and that's fine. Um, but this is a great time, if anyone wants to write in, to let us know what you did for Thanksgiving, since this will come up, um, this episode will be posted just before the Thanksgiving holiday here in America. So, if you want to get back to us about what you paired with what, what worked, what didn't work, so... Uh, And then, of course, the Christmas holidays coming up, uh, Christmas meals and treats and things. To get to us, you can always go to our one-stop shop of haveadrinkshow.com. You can send feedback there from the feedback link or connect with us from there to Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and even SoundCloud if you want to send us a message on there. Or you could also just email feedback at haveadrinkshow.com and let us know your thoughts
2: yeah and also with suggestions it will impact what we're doing like we were going to put this episode off until it was going to be the next one it was going to be between thanksgiving and christmas but because of some feedback we got you all wanted this episode a little sooner so we bumped it up in the into a different slot so we could get it to you before thanksgiving
0: and also yeah it's a good place to put it it was a good good idea we appreciate it. if you have funny drunk thanksgiving
2: stories i you know i'd love to hear Please, them too yeah. Please, we are fully open to that and with your permission, we would love to read them. (laughs) Or even if you just want us to read them and not
0: read them on air. I'm, you know, just as long as I laugh. (laughs) (laughs) We'd also like to take some time to thank uh, Alan Robinson for the show music and uh, Lynn Peralta for the album art. Uh, You can find links to their stuff uh, on the episodes episodes page for the site. And uh, don't forget, please uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, Rate us on iTunes. It's really really, very helpful if you do uh, links for that can be found over on the site
1: all right and then uh, check us out in another couple of weeks for the next episode and thanks for listening once
2: again I'm Brittany Lee Walker I'm Justin Frazier and I'm Christopher Walker and see you next time bye